You're listening to Catholic Faith on the Move podcast, a journey on the road to heaven. Today we'll learn about the apparitions at Fatima in 1917, the three young seers who saw them, and give you some resources for more investigation on your own. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle on us the fire of your love. For us, Fatima is a sign of presence of faith, and of the fact that it is precisely from this little one that faith gains new strength, one which is not limited to the little ones, but as a message for the entire world and touches history here and now and sheds light on this history. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Today we're going to talk about Fatima and its apparitions, what we learned from Fatima. We'll also discuss the seers a little bit and then talk about some resources. In the spring of 1916, there were three cousins that were tending their sheep in a field outside of Fatima. Um, they were Lucia dos Santos and her cousins Francisco and Jacinta Marto. And they were uh, tending the sheep. There was a rainstorm. Uh, they took shelter inside a cave and had lunch and um, set a rosary and then were just playing jacks, waiting for the rain to break. When the rain broke, there was a cloud and they saw a young man appear in the cloud who told them that he was the angel of peace. And he knelt on the ground and um, taught them a little bit of a prayer. What was that prayer, Sue? Well, they were, he wanted to prepare their hearts for what they were going to eventually see. And he taught them this pardon prayer, which we can all share and pray today. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. From the Angel of Peace, Spring 1916. So then in the summer of 1916, the three um, cousins were um, playing near a well at Lucia's house. And the angel appeared and asked them what they were doing playing um, when he should, uh, when they should be praying. He told them that the uh, hearts of Jesus and Mary had merciful designs on them and that they should offer their prayers and sacrifices continually. Um, in order to make themselves ready for what Jesus and Mary had in store for them. And uh, they asked, how can we do this? And he told them to make everything that they do a sacrifice, offered as an act of reparation for the sins by which God is offended, and as a petition for the conversion of sinners. By this you will bring peace to your country. I am its guardian angel, the angel of Portugal. So this was in the... Uh, in the summertime in 1916. And then there was a third apparition um, by the angel in preparation for um, the visits to the three cousins from our Blessed Mother. And this was uh, in uh, Cabeco. And they had started prayers when they saw the angel. And he had in his hand, in, a, in this vision, a chalice, which had a host hanging over it, and um, which fell into the chalice some drops of blood. Um, and then uh, he taught them a, uh, a reparation prayer um, for, uh, for them to repeat. And that was this prayer right here. And the angel prayer in the fall of 1916 was, O most holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, and reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences by which he is offended. 
by the infinite merits of the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. And what's interesting is in this apparition, after he taught them that prayer was, um, he took the host and gave it to Lucia mm -hmm. and then gave the contents of the chalice to Jacinta and Francisco, mm -hmm. um, kind of foreshadowing a little bit different path for the three um, cousins down the road, which we can get into mm -hmm. a little bit later, but um, kind of uh, an interesting foreshadowing of that. And quite a first communion. Quite, quite a first <laughs> communion. Um, then in 1917, in May, on May 13th in 1917, uh, this was the first apparition of our Blessed Mother to the three children. Um, and they were just as normal out with the sheep um, tending the flock. Um, when they saw what they described was a flash of lightning, um, but uh, it really wasn't lightning. It was, it was our, our Lady appearing to them. And at that time, she asked them to uh, come back um, for six consecutive months, on the 13th, 13th day, at the same hour, um, she said she would tell you later who she was and what she wanted, and she will return here again then a seventh time. And they did ask her if she came from heaven, and she said yes. Um, so uh, they asked if they were going to go to heaven, and um, she said to uh, Lucia, yes, and to Jacinta, yes. And what about him uh, pointing to Francisco? And she said, yes, but he will have to say many rosaries. So um, apparently he was, uh, he was a boy. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was probably likely. Mm -hmm. And some of the uh, conversations with Our Lady included uh, a talk about heaven, uh, that purgatory is real, the mission of suffering, um, and the beautiful light that penetrates children's souls. And also, this is where Our Lady requests a daily rosary. Then on uh, June 13th, she appeared again. Um, and this time they were accompanied by about 50 people because they had told a few folks about what was going on. So they, they were accompanied by some other of the faithful. Um, and at that time, they asked uh, when she would be taking them to heaven. Uh, and she actually said that um, Jacinta and Francisco would be uh, going soon and uh, Lucia would come later, um, which turned out to be uh, quite prophetic. Um, she basically offered um, encouragement to them, too, um, especially to, to Lucia, who was concerned about being alone without her cousins. And um, Mary said, don't be discouraged. I won't abandon you. My Immaculate Heart will be your refuge. And through it will conduct you to God. And so that was the visit in, uh, in June of 1917. In July then, they recited the rosary with a the crowd. Uh, they saw the light again as they had seen before. Um, and then Lucy asked, you know, what do you want from me? And she, uh, our Blessed Mother said, she wanted you to come on the 13th of next month, continue to recite the rosary every day to Our Lady the Rosary, to obtain peace in the world, and an end to the war, because only she will be able to aid you. And this is where we get uh, the addition to our rosary in reparation for sinners that Mary taught that to say at the end of each decade of the rosary, Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, and lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of your mercy. So that's where this comes from, from uh, Our Lady of Fatima. 
And during also during this apparition is when the lady starts, um, uh, gives them the message about the reparation and consecration of Russia and talks about um, if there isn't that reparation, that there'll be a greater war coming. And during this time in that area, we have to remember that uh, World War One is going on and there's a lot of different uh, turmoil and um, a lot of political things. And actually, we have to remember that the children when they first started getting this, these apparitions, uh, not everyone was too happy about it. Matter of fact, uh, Lucia's mom was very upset and cause she was afraid about, you know, what might come back upon the families because of what the children were doing. And actually, uh, when it came to the next apparition in August, actually the officials, uh, imprisoned the children. So you can imagine in this poor little town, and it's quite an excitement. And in the middle of this, um, all the political leaders are kind of afraid about what is all this going to mean for us. And so they actually imprison the children and they threaten them. And when they find out that each of them, even with the threat of death, would not stop, they had to let them loose. And so they were able then to continue with the operation in um, yeah, follow, October. Following that, yeah, they went in. Then in September, there was another uh, another apparition. There was about 30,000 folks in the crowd at that time. Um, and she uh, reminded them that uh, she wanted them here on October 13th. Uh, again, continue reciting the rosary. That's the constant message from Fatima is, you know, pray the rosary. Pray the rosary for souls so that people can go to heaven and not go to hell. Um, and so in October of uh, 1917, on the 13th, um, that was the final apparition. Um, there was a huge crowd then. It was like 70,000 mm-hmm. people were there and at that time. And what's exciting about this is uh, you can actually look that up and see the newspaper articles from that day. And you can actually see the crowds and... That's what made this apparition um, quite unique and special is that it wasn't just a crowd of believers or a couple people seeing it. Um, this was like everyone watching and also, you know, people that didn't believe. So um, what else was going on that day? You want to go ahead? Yeah. So um, in front of the crowd of 70,000, it was and it was a rainy day. Um, it was like pouring down rain the whole time. Um she did finally reveal who she was. She said, I'm the Lady of the Rosary. Um, she told Lucia that she wanted a chapel built there for her and to um, continue to pray and recite the rosary. Uh, she also promised that the war um, would end soon and that the soldiers would be coming home. Um, uh, Lucy asked if she can ask for cures and conversions and um, will they be granted? And Mary said some yes, others no. Um, Make sure that people ask pardon for their sins and don't offend God um, because he's already too much offended. Then at that time, Our Lady opened up her hands and um, launched a ray of light in the direction of the sun um, as Lucy shouted to the people that they should look at the sun. And at this point, the promised sign happened. Um, The rain suddenly stopped. Uh, there was an exceptionally bright sun, but not dazzling. 
and the sun began to turn um, like it was projecting um, rays of light in each color um, to light up the clouds and the skies and the trees and the, and the crowd there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stayed there for some moments and then returned to its normal position. Um, and then it happened one more time um, with these rays that, that spun around. Um, so the crowd was able to see this sign um, from Our Lady and um, even um, one of the main newspapers of the time that was really an anti-Catholic newspaper um, from Lisbon, Portugal, um, reported that, you know, at midday this the, the rain stopped, the sky um, was gray, but the sun illuminated the landscape with a strange light. Um, so even this anti-Catholic newspaper um, who had reporters there to witness what had happened became essentially converted. Um, and like you said, that the, the fact that this miracle happened, that this vision happened and this sign happened, and there were 70,000 people there to see it, mm-hmm. uh, there was reporters and, and all that uh, the going on at the same time um, to recount and tell the story mm-hmm. um, just made uh, the, the Fatima apparition so much more mm-hmm. powerful mm-hmm. Uh, in what the message and was. sometimes I know that uh, sometimes with the miracle of the sun, it's so amazing. I know the mu- movie depictions, I mean, the look in the eyes and even in the real depictions of the people, their faces as they're looking up, um, it, it really is quite amazing. But one of the messages that kind of gets glossed over here is uh, one of the messages of Fatima was the need to strengthen the family and that appearance uh, was strengthened in that third um, a threefold appearance and they said of the holy family and it's interesting to point out that St. Joseph is the only saint to appear at Fatima with Our Lady and his presence um, represents that role of husbands and fathers being needed so sorely and i think that we always don't hear that message of fatima but we definitely are seeing that today and i think that that's why the message of fatima is so strong as and has remained so strong is that it's definitely something that was needed then but maybe even is needed even more today when it comes to pilgrimage sites you know apparition locations are probably you know tops on the list for everybody and Fatima is is a huge one um, in just the 10 years after uh, uh, 1917 there was you know millions of people had gone to Fatima even before it had been approved by the church in 1930 so and in May 2010 Pope Benedict XVI became the third Pope to visit Fatima after Pope uh, this Pope Paul VI and St. Pope John Paul II and it has also been talked about that coming up in the 100th anniversary that Pope Francis will also pay a visit to Fatima. But of course, he's already shown his great devotion um, by having the statue of Our Lady of Fatima uh, come to him. Our Lady of Fatima. Pray for us. Check out our blog and other information, including links to our Facebook and Twitter pages at our website, catholicfaithonthemove.com. Or send us an email at catholicfaithonthemove at gmail.com. We've been talking about the apparitions at Fatima and the three seers who were um, blessed to witness them. 
the three seers were Francisco Mardo, Jacinta Mardo, they were brother and sister, and Lucy de Santos, who was their cousin. Um, Francisco was born in 1908, and uh, he was Jacinta's older brother. And um, during the apparitions of both the angel and the Blessed Virgin, he's able to see the apparitions, but he did not hear anything, um, nor did he speak um, to uh, our Blessed Mother or the angel during the apparitions. Um, when he learned that he was <clears throat> soon to go to heaven um, from Mary in the first uh, Marian apparition, um, he lost interest in going to school. Um, although since he had to say so many rosaries to get to heaven, maybe he had lost interest before that. We're not sure. It's not really clear. But what he would do was instead of going to school as they were walking towards the school, he would just say, go on to school. I'm going to go in and I'm going to sit with Jesus for a while. So he would go into the church uh, in the village and um, just spend time uh, in the company of our Lord. Now, about a year after the apparitions um, in 1918, he fell ill. Um, and of course, you know, his family was encouraging him and thought he would get better, but he knew better. He knew what, um, our Lord had in mind for him, that he was being called to heaven. Um, and so he just wanted to make sure that his sins were, um, taken care of. So he made sure to ask, uh, Jacinta and Lucy to, um, tell him any sins that he committed so he could make sure he could confess those. And then he wanted to receive communion before he, he died as well. And so he was able to receive his first and what was to be his last communion um, in the same time. And on April 4th of 1919, um, he passed away uh, and went to be with our Lord and Our Lady in heaven. Now, his sister was Jacinta, and she was born in 1910. So she was the youngest of the three um, seers. And at the time of the apparition, she was about seven years old. Um, she saw and heard everything, but she didn't do any of the speaking. So Lucy was the only one that spoke to either the angel or to Mary. Um, but she was able to hear what was being said um, by, the, uh, by the angel and by her blessed mother. Um, she also was the first one to spill the beans. Um, who She told her mom that she saw the lovely lady. Um, and that was uh, contrary to what her cousin Lucy had asked her to do, which was to not say anything. Um, so it didn't take too long for a word to get out, um, which uh, enabled all the crowds to uh, to come and then also enabled a lot of the torment and persecution that the three seers um, received once the once the word got out. Um, and again, like her brother, about a year later um, after the apparitions, um, she got bronchial pneumonia and then an abscessed lung, um, which was the beginning of um, her journey into heaven. Uh, she spent a couple months in the hospital um, and then returned and got di diagnosed with tuberculosis. Um, she did have a um, charism for offering up um, and sacrificing for others. So she would sacrifice her food. She would sacrifice um, whatever she had for the poor uh, people in the town of Fatima. Um, so, Which just, is quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so she was, um, that was her charism and, and what she really, um, you know, felt called to do was to, to give of herself, uh, even though she was suffering the whole time. Uh, she offered up those sufferings um, for uh, the people of Fatima as well. And in 1920, um, then she passed away and went to be in heaven with her brother and Our Lady and Our Lord. The third seer uh, was Lucy de Santa. 
Dos Santos, and she was um, born uh, March twenty second, nineteen o seven. So she was the oldest um, of the of the uh, Sears, um, and she was a precocious girl, and she was a favorite of young and old in the town, um, well liked by all. Um, as soon as the apparitions became known, though, she became the principal target of criticism. Um, as Sue had mentioned earlier, by her family and friends. Um, she was very reluctant to actually return to um, the sites for the apparitions because of the persecution she was experiencing, uh, even by clergy in the area. As I said before, it was Lucy that did all the talking, basically, with the angels and with Mary. Um, she was the spokesperson um, for the three seers. Um, in 1921, the bishop uh, of the Diocese of Fatima um, had Lucy sent to the Dorothean sisters of Villar in a nearby town in Oporto um, so that she could enter convent there and um, begin a religious life. It was really felt that if she was still in Fatima, it would be a distraction for the church's investigation into the apparitions um, to make sure that, the, you know, they were uh, approved. And uh, if, if she had been there, it would have been too much of a distraction. In 1928, she became a sister of St. Dorothy, and later in 1946, she entered the convent of the Carmelite Sisters of Coimbra, um, and she took the name Sister Maria Lucia of the Immaculate Heart. What was interesting was that in 1925, she actually had another visit by Our Lady, and who uh, gave her some, some more uh, opportunities for the faithful uh, to draw even closer to Jesus. Yeah, and this became the Five First Saturday Devotion, and uh, one of the way Our Lady's, uh, it was Our Lady's spiritual formation program, and it follows a pattern of when young people enter a religious life, they go through different stages of training for their living through religious calling. And in this way, Our Lady gave kind of a formation program through Sister Lucia to continue this for the faithful to be able to uh, grow closer to God. And in this first uh, Saturday devotion, we look at the four actions of Our Lady asked us to do on five consecutive first Saturdays so we can uh, help grow spiritually uh, is to go to confession, receive communion, recite the five decades of the rosary, and keep our Blessed Mother company for 15 minutes while meditating on the mysteries of the rosary Part of this is for reparation for the blasphemies against Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. And these blasphemies are the, um, the blasphemy against Mary's Immaculate Conception and the di disbelief in that, the blasphemy against Mary's perpetual virginity, the blasphemy against Our Lady's motherhood, and reparation for those who keep children from Mary, and the blasphemy of those who insult Our Lady in uh, her sacred images. And as our mother, Our Lady wants none of her children to be lost, uh, but to be saved. So to let us faithfully and generously carry out these wishes, she's given the, us these five Saturday devotions through Sister Lucia uh, so we can pray. And also, especially, this is a prayer that's uh, been given and uh, Sister Lucia said it's absolutely necessary for the peace of the world through the conversion of sinners to offer these 
Five First Saturday devotion um, with its unique combination of confession, communion, and the rosary. So it, you could see why that holds a special place in Our Lady's plan. And um, Sister uh, Maria Lucia was able to be visited several times by Pope John Paul II um, on his, uh, he went to Fatima three times and was able to visit with her. Um, obviously, there was a connection there with the assassination attempt and the, um, the intervention of our Blessed Mother in saving his life. Um, Sister uh, Maria Lucia passed away in the year 2005. And what was interesting, she was actually able to be present then at the uh, beatification of her cousins, her cousins. Uh, Jacinta and Francisco. Yeah. Blessed Jacinta and Francisco. Pray for us. Since we've been talking about Fatima and the apparitions in the series, we thought it would be good to give you some resources in case you wanted to do some more study or to learn more on your own about the Fatima apparitions. Um, since it's one of the, the biggest pilgrimage sites there is, there's a lot of information out there. Sue's dug up some information for us. So uh, what do you have for us, Sue? Well, there's two good books that I'd recommend. The first one is Our Lady of Fatima by William Walsh. And this is kind of the bare basics of all the different things about uh, the greatest modern miracle. And this came out in 1947. So, so yeah, that's a pretty fresh account then. Mm -hmm. And then a newer version, an updated version, would be Fatima for, day, for Today, the Urgent Marian Message of Hope. And this goes not only through all of what happened at the apparition, but then kind of goes through the different, uh, the seers and the messages and the different prayers and gives you up to date what's going on with all the information with Fatima. And also probably the best thing to really get you started in understanding Fatima is going back to an older film, um, the miracle of our lady of Fatima. Uh, it's a definitely when you watch it, you can tell it's an older film, but it has all the information. And I think it does a really nice job of telling the story. And then again, an updated version would be the 13th day. And it kind of goes on from the miracle of our lady of Fatima movie, but includes, um, talking to, some of the people that were actually there and um, just updates the look of it and again gives more information on Fatima today. And I uh, dug up a, a YouTube link that's kind of nice because it actually has um, it's a little slideshow presentation um, that was put together and it has the um, pictures from uh, most especially the miracle of the sun on October 13th of 1917. So news, some pictures from the newspaper accounts um, where you can see the crowd and even some visuals uh, of the sun and the changes that it went through during the apparition. So uh, we'll throw a link to that in the uh, notes for the show out on the website too. So hopefully you've learned a little bit more about the message of Fatima 
Uh, but basically we're looking at, um, one, to strive to live good Christian lives, two, to pray daily, especially the rosary, three, to observe the five first Saturdays, and four, to make sacrifices for the conversion of sinners and accept suffering patiently and reparation for the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And perhaps the statement of Pope Benedict uh, best sums up um, some good pastoral advice regarding Fatima. Um, what he has to say is, learn the message of Fatima, live the message of Fatima, and spread the message of Fatima. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We'll see you on the road.